0: Welcome to Don't Quit, where you come to be encouraged to live a better life full of joy and purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. I'm Paige, your podcast host, and today we are talking about the five habits that are destroying your life. We're going to jump right into this episode quickly today. Number one is constantly comparing yourself with others. If comparing is how you evaluate your worth, you will always be losing. In this game of life, you will never reach a point where you are better than others in every way. And why would you want to be? Comparing yourself with someone else leads to self-doubt. Mark Twain said that comparison is the death of joy. Furthermore, research has found that comparing breeds feelings of envy, low self-confidence, and depression, as well as compromises our ability to trust others. Now, when someone asks you how things are going, do you honestly answer and share what is truly happening in your life? So if someone asked me this right now, I would have to say my honest answer would be, well, with trying to juggle sibling relationships with little ones, renovating our new bathroom, keeping up with preparing meals every single day for two hungry boys, doing school each day since I homeschool." And keeping up with the house and extracurriculars, I am pretty tired and drained most days. But that's not always the answer we get. And most commonly, instead, we hear, I'm doing great, or I'm good. How are you? You know, the classic easy answer. So the point is, we never really get the accurate truth into someone's life. So what we're comparing to is what the person wants you to see, which is literally the best version of Or moment they're showing you. If you really want to live a life that feels fulfilling you have to dedicate your time and energy to your own values. I think this is something that we often know in our heart is true but we don't make a change and we're on autopilot. Our brains naturally just keep going with the patterns that we've put in up to this point and we just are comfortable not changing. And I encourage you through this episode to just listen closely and ask yourself, what can I do in my life to eradicate these things to make my life better? To start getting your focus in the right place, ask yourself these questions. When you imagine yourself at the end of your life, looking back at what you've done, what will be the experiences and accomplishments that will have been most important to you? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of relationships do you want to have? What do you want people to remember about you? So to sum that up, comparing ourselves with others not only hurts us, but it hurts the relationships around us. And I think that we all do this so much. We don't even realize we're doing it. And I know for me, when I take a break from social media, I all of a sudden realize how much freer and happier I feel. And I think it's because I'm not constantly looking at other people's lives and just autopilot comparing myself and my life to their life. And no one has the same life as you. We're all different, we're all unique, and we're all showing the best moments of our life. Which leads right into the next point. Number two is not appreciating what you have. This is a terrible habit, something that we all do at some point or another, or maybe we're in a habit of doing more than we even realize. But when we constantly compare and wish we were like someone else, we lose appreciation for what we do have. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to talk about the bad in your life? It's like we are wired to dwell on what is wrong rather than look at all the good in our life. I challenge you to start thinking of how you can speak positively next time you have the opportunity to share what is going on in your life. Now, this is not to say we shouldn't be open and vulnerable about our struggles, but I am saying to try to find the blessings and pass that positivity on. Even if you answer that question from number one, where someone asks how you're doing, even if you answer that honestly, and you're maybe struggling in life, you can always work into the conversation, positivity, and thankfulness. There is an epidemic of pessimism, anxiety, and hopelessness that has erupted in the United States and around the world. I know for me raising two little ones, it is most important to me to make sure that I shelter them from this. It's damaging to not only hear and dwell on these things, but I believe that we have to protect our children from the negativity and ensure they have a chance to see the world as a good place. There's actually been a lot of studies done about how when we are skeptical or dwell on the negative, how much more depressed we are. As Christians, it's easy to see how society is going and be upset about it. But truly, there's so much good that we overlook because we dwell on the bad. When we fail to appreciate the good things we have, we risk losing them. Just like the ancient Israelites who lost their wealth after taking it for granted, they failed to appreciate their freedom and eventually lost it. Romans 121 says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. This verse teaches that being unthankful is the cornerstone sin of all other sins that eventually will lead to full scale rebellion against God. The key to appreciating what you have, live in the present moment, which we're going to get to that really soon. Number three is letting fear or hate control you. We touched on this in the last point a little bit, and I think it's pretty obvious that holding grudges is going to ruin your life. In one study, adults who held on to anger and hostility over the course of a decade experienced greater cognitive decline than those who were more apt to forgive. And in another study, participants who thought of a conflict in which they didn't forgive someone performed more poorly on a physical fitness test than their peers who recalled a time when they forgave the other person. The grudge holders were also more likely to think a hill looks steeper than the forgiving group. Today, I'm going to give you six steps to true forgiveness. So jot them down in your phone or on a notepad and refer to them when you need to practice forgiveness. Number one is acknowledge the hurt. Number two is consider how the hurt and pain has affected you. Number three, accept that you cannot change the past or what has happened. Number four, determine whether or not you will forgive. Number five, repair the relationship with the person who has wronged you. And number six, forgive the person who wronged you. By moving on and letting go, you are not only going to free yourself, but you are going to be able to pursue more relationships and not be held back by resentment. The fourth habit that is destroying our lives is focusing on the past or the future. We all know people who seem to live in the past. All the stories they share are things from their past that at this point are mostly unrelatable because their life now is so different with many different people and different passions. Or maybe someone comes to your mind who is so focused on the future, either how scary it is or how they can't wait for Jesus to return because of the state of the world. And rather than enjoying the present, it seems like all they do is dwell on the future. What we did in the past defined who we were at that time. But you're not that person anymore. You're the one living today. As human beings, we are constantly changing. We change a little bit every day with each new piece of information we acquire and every new thing we learn. Change is inevitable. In fact, it's biblical. We are to constantly be changing and imitating the likeness of Christ, bettering ourselves for his glory. Second Corinthians 5:17 says, "Therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here." As far as the future goes, not a single person can predict the future. We can't predict if we will be at our job next year, if the stock market will go up or down, if our kids will turn out right as adults, if our marriage will stay strong. And on that note, listen to last week's episode all about marriages and relationships. It's definitely my very favorite episode on the entire channel. And Rick agreed. He absolutely loved it and we just felt like it had a lot of information. I share some really fun stories in there as well, so definitely go back and listen to last week's. It's all about how to have a $5 million marriage. We can put in the work and do our part and do our best in each area of our life, but worrying about the future is the biggest waste of time. Not to mention, no matter what you read online or hear from others is essentially people's opinions, people's guesses or predictions, money-making businesses that you don't even know what the agenda truly is, and I could go on and on. So ultimately, the info may just leave you more scared and more uncertain. So my advice is to stop trying to predict the future. It's awesome to want to change things. It's awesome to stand for things, and I think it's really important to have convictions and be willing to fight for what you believe in. But at the same time, if you are so wrapped up and worried, In the future, you're not going to be effective. So stop wasting time thinking about what could happen and start making something happen today. Worrying about the future is only going to bring about anxiety and fear. And that leads us to our last habit that is destroying our life. And that is trying to control what you can't. By worrying about the past and future, letting anger eat us up, and not forgiving, not appreciating what we have and comparing ourselves to others we are ultimately trying to control things we can't control i just listed the five things that are destroying our lives this whole episode was about that and it really comes down to this last point is we are always trying to control things that we can't control for some crazy reason we think we can worry so much about something that we can change the outcome It's an actual scientific fact that only about 8% of the things people worry about come true. So in other words, less than 1 in 10 things you stress about is actually worth it. That is a study by Penn State University. And there are a lot more studies on worry that you can check out if you're interested. But the main point here is that we are wasting our time by worrying. I know this is easier said than done. It takes a lot of effort and practice to rewire our brains to not worry but I do encourage you to realize that the best use of your time is pouring your heart and energy into service and love for God's people. He has us here wherever you are right now to spread the love of him to a lost and hurting world. If we are so consumed with things that are wrong in our minds or with what we don't have, we are missing the whole point of life. I want to ask you a question, so listen up closely. When was the last time that you were present in a moment and truly joyful. I want to encourage you that this can be an everyday, every moment experience, but we have to push back the fear and the materialistic, individualistic culture to find this joy. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I remember a day in the summer, this past summer that I woke up and I just knew that I was going to be a hundred percent intentional and there for my boys. Now this may sound crazy because I'm a stay-at-home mom But I find that between making three meals a day, taking care of the house, grocery shopping, and homeschooling, I tend to be pulled in a million directions. This day, though, I knew I was going to focus on having fun with my boys, and nothing was going to get in the way of that. No work around the house, no extracurricular activities. And I'm going to tell you, that day is one of the top days of my life. We spent the time being silly outside. If you didn't know, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. We played outside in the sprinkler, we ate popsicles, we laughed for hours on end. There were no timeframes, there was just fun. And that is what I want my everyday life to be like. Now this is not what I do every day. I wish I could say that every day we just laugh and have fun and don't have timeframes and don't care about anything and I say yes to everything. That's not real life, but I know that I can get there by a little discipline and a little reworking of my daily routine and what I expect out of life. We can enjoy the blessings and the gift of the seasons. We can love on those wonderful kids and husbands and wives that God has given us. And we can love on his greatest creation, people, right? We can make the change in this world by being loving, giving, happy, positive people. I think sometimes we have fallen into a negative outlook of our world. We think that people are dangerous and that life is this heavy burden. And maybe where you are in your life or the season of life that you're in right now is hard. And not every season is full of joy. And there are trials and turmoils in each of our lives. And I know you right now may be carrying a very heavy, heavy, heavy weight. And the burden feels like you're not going to get through it. I encourage you to find people to help you through that don't go through hard things alone. We're not meant to do it alone. And I challenge you to push away the negativity and see the good. Try your very hardest to see any good that you can find in the situation that's in front of you. Even if it's just looking at the beauty of the nature outside, or maybe something beautiful in your house that you're thankful for. Embrace the gift of just waking up each day and getting to make a difference. The opportunity To make a difference we don't even realize that we actually have a gift uh, inside of us as christians we have the holy spirit that is helping us to be a light and to make a difference in this world and oftentimes we don't even realize that and we go through our day and we go to bed that night and we never even utilize that opportunity and we missed out don't miss out on that gift and guys i want you to know no matter what i'm here for you I care about you. I thank you for listening, for taking your time. I hope that you feel not depressed by this episode, but encouraged to go out and to make some change in your personal life, in the life of your family, in what you want your future to look like, and the the impact that you can make on this world. Let's get rid of these habits. They are destroying our life, they're destroying the lives of those around us. We don't even realize that impact that we are making or the negativity that we could be spreading. And that is frightening because we already have a lot of darkness and we've got to push that back. And we are called to do just that. I hope you're encouraged to join me today. Let's be a light. I know that sounds cliche, but we can do it. We can spread this positivity. We can start with our families. We can start with our close friends and go out from there and make a big difference. I can't wait to see you next Wednesday. Grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and join me today through this episode. I was drinking iced tea. That's one of my favorites. I go between iced tea, coffee, hot chocolate, all different things. And I am going to be praying for you this week that you feel that perfect love of Jesus. Thanks again for joining me today on this podcast episode, and I'll see you next Wednesday.